0: well welcome back to the one thing podcast where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity beyond homo sapiens which laurie and i call homo spiritus by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals communities and countries have yet to try on mass and that one thing is our connection to the higher self part of our true self anatomy That people call by various different names. Our prime directive, above all else, is to make and constantly return to TOT connection day in and day out, breath in and breath out, as our first step in dealing with everything in our daily life, rather than viewing problems as things we can solve separately from TOT. And in this episode, we're doing a deeper dive into the final key dimension of 5d consciousness in the context of tot and this is on the outer work of 5d consciousness in contrast to the inner work we've discussed in the prior episodes in this mini-series and we've called this episode stop dimming your light express it
1: Yes, 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 please. (laughs) So as a quick review, um, we want to just go through what 3d, 4d and 5d consciousness actually is in a very nutshell, broad brushstroke version. So 3d consciousness is based in fear and and separation from the one thing and that is often uh, termed the ego so the ego is what separates us from the one thing and we listen to it more than we should <laughs> so <laughs> and and how do we know if if we're You know, in separation, well, we're either afraid or anxious or worried or stressed or tense. Those are indicators that we're disconnected. And and it's just a barometer for us to come back to our, our attention to connection. So this 3D level of consciousness keeps us basically trapped in scarcity and conflict. It's um, it's conditioned, programmed behavior and choice making that we think we have freedom around, but we actually don't. And so when we elevate ourselves into different levels of consciousness, that's where we begin to leave scarcity and conflict behind and, and liberate ourselves.
0: Yes, well said. And in contrast, 5D consciousness is based in love and unity it's the non-physical world that's experienced by the spiritually awakened who have expanded their sense uh, their senses all of their senses beyond only the human animal five senses that are connected with our physical body to new frequencies so the creation of the new earth can begin and the 5d world is the non-physical world that's i already said that didn't i yes i certainly did (laughs)
1: that's okay Um,
0: and uh so in the 5d world we have expanded our senses um beyond only those five senses of our body to new frequencies so the creation of the new earth can begin and mother earth is also in the process of ascending into a 5d state so it's not just us as individuals or us as humanity but it's also us as part of the larger organism that our physical existence is part of called terra called mother earth
1: yeah exactly and one of the things i don't think we've talked about in this 5d consciousness Is that we will have um, our DNA, will have uh, all 12 strands activated of our DNA. I I don't think we talked about this, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, in the 3D level of of density, of energetic density, there's only two strands of DNA available to us. And this we've learned in history, but there's actually 12 strands of DNA. So that is coming online for. constructive beings and what else is coming online is spiritual technology inside of our dna that just is getting activated by the light codes that are pouring into earth right now to support this ascension process and everyone's in a is in varying degrees of how much awake awake they are to this right so it's a it's a little bit of a spectrum but the whole point is to keep keep ourselves. Um, attentive to waking up even more and to expanding our awareness even more so we talked about the 3d and we talked about the 5d and so the 4d obviously between three and five is is literally the bridge so it's like a um, it's a consciousness bridge between the density of the 3d existence to the um, more expanded consciousness lightness of being unified experience in in the 5d and it focuses so that that fourth dimension is considered to be like the way this is what it means to heal when we bring third dimensional dense fear-based energies to 5d love-based energies. That's literally the meaning of healing (laughs) because the higher uh, frequency will always transform, transmute, alchemize, and heal the lower frequency. So we're just, this is a conscious choice. Those of us who are constructive beings, constructive beings, meaning we are holding Uh, the intention for individual as well as as collective and earthly good. Um, We don't have to know what that is supposed to be right now. We just have to be living into it basically. Um, But we're consciously making the choice to release old baggage old programming old conditioned consciousness traumas and limiting beliefs whether that's individual like personally to us or whether it's in our lineage lineage or ancestry um you know any of our family line in past lives if if you are a past life uh, person you don't have to be <laughs> but you know we have all of this dna we carry through our lineage right and we have the capacity to heal everything in our lineage in, in, from where we stand right now um in our, you know, in our current um life. So, and in turn, when we do, every time we heal one little piece or bring one little piece home to love, it affects the collective for good. So we are increasingly elevating or expanding into or ascending into 5D consciousness. And this process that some call ascension, I I don't mean to say it's not ascension, but not everyone uses that word, is the process of shedding our ego or our fear-based limiting beliefs because they're not the whole picture of who we are and what we have access to. So the more we do that, the more we raise our vibration into this elevated level of consciousness known as the 5D
0: yes and to just say that one additional way and i love everything you've said it's about shedding our over identification with the animal human version of ourselves mm-hmm. and elevating our identification to where it's it's full identification with the spiritual version of self right so in this shift actually in all things and in all moments and in all people conscious intention is everything but in this shift into 5d through the pathway of 4d consciousness conscious intention is even more everything it's it's really got to be harnessed we have to develop a very conscious deliberate um considered relationship with with what We are embracing as intention. And mastering conscious intention becomes increasingly available to us. we, We get better and better at mastering conscious intention. The more fourth dimension work we do in freeing ourselves from whatever stands between us and our true, fully authentic spiritual selves
1: cool and if i could just say one thing in that if that idea is a little overwhelming to you like all the things that need to be you know <laughs> transformed and healed first of all our, our own our own work is all the work we have to do if everyone does their own work then of course that's that's the way the you know the scales tip in favor of a world of peace but what was i going to say oh the whole point of the conversations we have on the one thing is that if you continually turn into lean into this higher intelligent part of yourself and ask for guidance and help on how and what to bring next and how to do it when something shows up and you know that kind of thing when you ask about that kind of deep deepening of guidance you will get it right so you don't have to have all the answers right now you know in this conversation but you you can ask and get them anytime you need them
0: well said. So true. So moving into what we're going to cover in this episode, um, again, this is about stepping into the outer work of five D expression, and it's it's in specific about fully expressing our light uh, rather than continuing to dim it. And you know, we hold back our full light simply because we carry whatever fear around whatever aspects of, of showing our full light. We happen to carry, Uh, you know, if, uh, and, and thematically it boils down usually to some variation of, if I express my light in a full kind of way, I'll be attacked or I'll be shunned or both. And, so this fear of being attacked or shunned is really common among constructive beings around among people who uh, are really committed to contributing to the elevation of humanity both individually and collectively and our job is to face that programming to to not deny it uh to face that that um, we have whatever our version of and whatever the extent of our fear of being attacked or shamed, we uh, to to face that and outgrow it so that we are no longer shackled by old programming that's been part of humanity's consciousness for millennia, for eons. Uh, and this is the time in our, history in the arc of our overall history as the evolution of humanity when shedding that is arguably more important than ever before and what's different about now because 5D is already emerging and um well how would i say this um we're, we're, we're on our way to a tipping point. We're almost there, Laurie and I believe, but we're not quite. And how much longer it's going to take us to fully get to that tipping point? Well, we'll find out. Um, but it's that tipping point where the old programming, the old illusions of who we are as human animals uh, is is crumbling. And we're less and less at risk of uh, of being attacked and being shunned despite today's cancel culture mentality. Uh, yes, that's going on. But there because there are more and more and more people that are knowingly or intuitively stepping out of 3D into 4D through 4D into 5D, the the extent of the risk of being attacked or being shunned for fully showing our light keeps diminishing more and more. That risk gets lower and lower and lower as we move toward this tipping point in humanity. So let's see, what else? You know, I'm really having trouble seeing what uh, what my notes are, so I'm taking off my glasses. Um, you know, as, as conduits of higher love and wisdom, we aren't driven by ego. We may have, uh, you know, a sense of our own individual identity, hopefully not a sense of individual identity that's separated from higher love and wisdom that we're all part of. Um but in order to be conduits of higher love and wisdom, we cannot be driven by our egos. Ego, uh, at best, at most, is a servant or has to be shifted into being a servant to the evolution of consciousness, rather than a pre- a, a, um, a jail cell that keeps us separated from each other and from source.
1: And I think uh, I'll go ahead and jump in here, and then you you do the traps to sidestep. I think that got
0: sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So uh, everything David just said is so important, and you know, in the event that you look at the world and think, "Wow," you know, I mean, every generation has their version of the world is going to hell in a handbasket, um, <laughs> but certainly it seems ever prevalent now. And um, just know that the 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 pro the programming that is crumbling is also causing structures that are no longer serving the greater good to also shift and change and try your best to stay in your heart center and you know connected to to the one thing because that part of you will teach you how to walk through you know some of these changing structures because it seems like most structures need to elevate themselves, education, agriculture, political, you know, everything that matters to us as human beings on Earth are, are going to need some up, upgrades and updating. So it's going to seem like, if it doesn't already to you, that it's, it's pretty scary and wobbly ground to be on but if we stay connected and this is one of the reasons we do this podcast is just as a regular reminder our mind learns by repetition but that if we stay connected to the one thing especially the more of us that who you know who has access to doing that that do it um, it will make for easier and more graceful transformation and change to the 5d so one of the things that is taught in just about every spiritual philosophical you know even religious context, is that we as individuals are best served when we keep our own cup full. And we allow what we're going to offer to the world to come from the overflow of our cup being filled to overflowing and spilling into the world. Now, that's not the way most egos want to do it. Most egos want to you know, give, give, give until they're scraping the bottom of the barrel and then look up and say, oh, look at how much I've done. And it is, I'm exhausted. And, you know, it's a bit dramatic the way the ego does it. But if you will commit to letting your heart, your soul, your higher presence teach you how to keep your own cup full so that that overflow is what actually impacts and serves and and loves the world home, um, it will be a more nourishing experience for you. For all of us, really. And this is really, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I want to know what my purpose is in the world. And there's so many needs. And what should I do? Well, if you do just do the keeping of your own cup full first and letting the spillover guide you, that would be enough. Actually, you wouldn't even have to do anything except for to keep your cup full. But most of us do want to do something. We want to engage, we want to make impact, we want to participate in whatever ways we're called to. But doing that from the overflow is the only way that it actually makes lasting change in you know in the co- in the collective consciousness. So just keep that in mind. And if you don't know how to keep your own cup full, then that's your current practice.
0: <laughs> so yes. And what I'll add about that on a very personal level is that I used to turn my negligence of keeping my own cup full into something noble. The story that I would tell myself and I would say out loud is I have I'm 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 blessed with massive amounts of stamina, so I'll just do what needs to be done and I'll take care of me later i'll i'll deal with my own you know cup filling if as it were later on and having chronically ignored my own need to keep my cup full really created a huge amount of devastation in my life um over 20 years ago and so i i'm really a poster child for the damage that not keeping our cup full does and for uh the illusion that uh that it's noble to ignore to be in self neglect yeah uh, and i am very grateful to no longer believe that former script of mine
1: nice yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: and so in the outer work the there are some traps that we think are important to sidestep that we we want to go over and did you want me to do that first one still or do you want to do that first one you're you're muted
1: i thought i thought it was yours to do
0: okay i'll do it that's yeah. fine um so the first trap to sidestep is uh, is the the judging side, uh, the the judging trap, right?, um, and what what we mean by judging is being judgmental rather than being discerning. So what judgment is is,, um, th- there may be discernment involved, but then I have an editorial that I attach to what I notice that's a negative spin. It's a judgmental, shaming, blaming, kind of, Spin or perspective about what I'm noticing versus observing, observing without going into that kind of shaming or blaming judgment about what I observe. And the bottom line with this particular trap is that when we're locked in, in this judging trap instead of the, uh, being in observer mode, no change can happen. Because change doesn't happen when we are locked into judgment that opposes uh, judgment that that shames blames, that separates, that says, "I'm better than you, um, or I'm lesser than you, or any of those kinds of things. And And that's true not only for us as individuals, it's true, Collectively, it's true out in the world that, um, you know, in it, the, the, the most fundamental form of leadership there is is role modeling. And whether we want to be or not, we're always role modeling something. So in order to help the world become more observe, uh, observing oriented, observation oriented and discerning, and to stop being judgmental and demeaning the thing that all of us can do is to model that to model being a, an observer rather than a judger Yeah. and you did you want to add
1: i'll add when you're done yeah go ahead well i was just going to say judgment is rampant right i mean honestly the ego in the 3D world, is hundred percent addicted to judgment. It's it's almost it's one of the things that fuels its separation. So I I think that it's important to recognize that we have to actually create a different brain track that isn't judgment. And there's a couple of ways that I'll just well I'll I'll tell you about that about those in takeaways. How about be, But it's important to know that there's. There's a way to, it's harder to just say to yourself, I'm going to stop judging. And it's easier to say when you notice that you're judging to, to take yourself, to pivot yourself into a different um, practice, which I'll tell you in takeaways, and that creates a new brain track. So
0: without a doubt, and just to underline one part of what you just said, the um, judging is about shaming and blaming. When I catch myself in the middle of being judging, I only compound the problem if I then shame myself for being shaming or blaming.,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, uh, to to judge is natural. it's it's common. It's not what our true heritage is, but it's part of uh, it's part of our 3D consciousness. Uh, And so that's part of shifting from 3D to 5D is to, uh, is to surrender that judging. Likewise, we're in order to shift into, into 5D, we, we need to be willing to surrender our victim stories, our victim scripts and to replace victim programming with choice maker programming. We're always choosing. We're either choosing by momentum. We're choosing by tolerating the unacceptable or by tolerating what we've always uh, always done because we've always done it. That's a choice. Or we're choosing to outgrow old patterns, old thought patterns, old feeling patterns, old response patterns that no longer serve us, that no longer serve the Process of elevating from three D to five D consciousness. Did you want to add on that?
1: No, that's important. Being at choice is part of how we recognize that we're we're less in three D and moving towards four D, through four D into five D.
0: And then the the last of the three traps that we wanted to touch on in this episode that we think is important to sidestep or or to. Um, outgrow basically is uh, is the trap of being isolated Uh, the the trap of of thinking that we have to do everything by ourselves Uh, there's an old saying we can't do our work by ourselves entirely even though we have to do our work for ourselves
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's not just true internally in terms of our inner work it's true in terms of us together solving or transcending our collective challenges and our collective problems Um, being a co-creator is is very different from being isolated being a co-creator as well is very different from two out of the three forms of interaction that exist. Those three forms are coercion, compromise, and collaboration. Coercion is a form of being isolated. It's a form of of saying, I know what's true, you don't, or my group is right, your group is wrong, and for your own good, I am going to, or my group is going to coerce you into adopting my agenda or our group's agenda and compromise even though there's so much emphasis in so many circles on the importance of compromise at best compromise is a backup plan when collaboration isn't available because one or more individuals or groups aren't willing to collaborate but the best attainable outcome with compromise is all parties walk away from the conversation, the negotiating table, the problem solving session, feeling equally ripped off? That's the best attainable outcome with compromise. Uh, and so it's really important that we uh, outgrow our programming to be coercive and that we transcend our programming to believe that what we're seeking is compromise. We're not. We're seeking co-creation. We're seeking the collaborative synergy because no one of us knows the whole picture on any issue. No one individual, no one group can see the whole picture related to a particular issue. But when we pool our respective perspectives when we all pool together our deep concerns and high intentions regarding a particular issue or a particular challenge that is what opens the door to truly integrative transcendent problem solving
1: yeah great especially when those people who are collaborating are connected to the one thing then there's no,
0: i i don't think collaboration is possible in right. a full way unless everyone is connected to the one thing.
1: Right. I think just it's important to state that because our human minds always want to sort of swoop in and take over. <laughs> so we have to remember on the regular that it's, you know, the one thing is the point of collaboration. Um, it's the, prer- the connection
0: with the one thing is the prerequisite for being able to participate in, in
1: collaboration. Yeah, collaboration. Agreed. 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 Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of takeaways. Um, and, and, Uh, I mentioned, I'll talk about the judgment thing, but first I just want to remind you to practice keeping your cup full, right? Keep filling yourself with higher consciousness, whether you see that as light or just an energy, whatever. I I have said a million times, I, I see it as light because it feels more tangible to my mind. I can see it and feel it and you know there's a sense to it, so um, and this is really a, a regular moment to moment, breath by breath, bit of work for us because the minute we turn our back, it's like uh, one of those tanks that you open the bottom and everything rushes out, it's like that, like our cup. If if we don't consciously tend to keeping our cup full, it'll all just drain out in you know, in a moment's time, <laughs> and that's not what we're going for here, so um, and then. The other thing is, let's talk about that judgment uh, piece. So one of the things I learned from a spiritual teacher a number of years ago is to create a new brain track for judgment is to when you notice the judgment without shaming yourself, as David so greatly pointed out, um, is that you just go, oh, there's judgment. And then what I do is I blaze light through it. It can be any color, purple, white, gold, any, any color you like. And then I look at something beautiful. So it could be a tree or a pillow color that I like or anything along those lines, something that soothes your your attention because it feels like a beautiful thing to you. And that, if you do that over and over and over in reference to judgment, you will create a different brain track that gives you choice besides judgment. And that's the whole point here. The other thing, when, you, when you're not working, you know, um, in the moment judgment, is the idea of practicing kindness to yourself in your own mind, uh, which is an antidote to self-criticism or self-judgment and to life and you know you might start with trees and flowers and pets first <laughs> and then move on to people because sometimes it's harder to be I don't I don't I'm not saying it's hard to be kind to people I think most people, would say that they could muster up kindness for other people. But um, the judgment part gets a little tricky with, with other humans. So start where it's easiest for you so you build the muscle and then move on to the harder sections of what you know yourself to be judgmental around. And then the other one is gratitude. And I think we've mentioned this before. The the reason we would reach for uh, kindness or gratitude or looking at something beautiful after we've observed ourselves to have for having judged something Is because it uh, i already said it creates different brain tracks but it also changes our frequency or our vibration and it matches more the fifth dimensional uh it lines us aligns us more with fifth dimensional frequency it doesn't keep us locked in that lower dimensional 3d fear-based energy pattern and you know we just you practice that over time and you then you, you know, move forward in time a bit, you look back and you go, wow, I am less judgmental. I do have a easier access to gratitude. I do notice that I'm kinder when, you know, when I leave my house and walk into the world and those kinds of things, and then just keep moving forward with it. Cause that's, you know, that, that's really the key. And then the last thing is that anything that comes up in opposition Of what you're finding to be like a a lovely and peaceful center is is simply energy that's ready to be released into the, uh, the arms, if you will, of your heart or into higher consciousness or into the broader truth that we all are. So it's good to practice, again, all of this stuff is a practice. Not resisting what comes up, but just sort of leaning into it and being curious about it and then developing ways where you can release that energy into, into the higher truth.
0: Hmm. So, so, so important. And then the other takeaway is about giving yourself permission over and over to fully recognize, own, and embody all that you're here to bring. And. You know, I I know a lot of people who are always reinforcing in themselves, unfortunately, this this notion that I'm not enough because there's so much more that needs to be done than I can do myself. And that's part of the uh, the old consciousness. That's that's not 5D consciousness at all, because no one individual or group on their own can do everything that needs to happen in order for humanity to elevate into 5d consciousness collectively. Um, we, we just can't do all that needs to be done on our own. Uh, and it's really important to make peace with that, uh, allow doing your own appointed part to be enough, whatever, whatever you're called to do, whatever positive impact you're called to have in whatever spheres of influence you're called to have that. Step into that fully, own it fully, embody that light fully, and allow it to be enough because it really is enough. As long as you remember, that uh when all of us are doing our respective parts all bases will collectively be covered everything that needs to happen will happen but not by any one of us alone yeah so important Mm -hmm. and the uh the other thing to remember i think that's that's really important is that one of the side effects of love and light is that love and light bring out everything that's unlike love and light. Uh, so when you invite la- light in, when you step into a more transcendent agape version of love, your fears will present themselves that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It means, it, ironically or, or paradoxically, that you're doing something right because you dared to step into an elevated or expanded sense of light or love. And because of that, everything that's unlike that shows up. So again, it's about being, uh, about observing rather than judging. Oh, right. I'm right on schedule. Uh, this fear. Just came up because i'm expressing my light more fully and so our work is to not run from those fears that present themselves when we're expanding ourselves uh, but rather to seek the support of higher love and wisdom whatever you call your i am presence in in getting free from that fear that comes up as a result of stepping into expanded light and love
1: beautiful nice okay so that wraps up our episode and i just wanted to we just wanted to let you know that um, next episode that we do is going to be the last episode in this little 5d mini series inside of the one thing that we've been doing so this will be part two uh, on our outer work and the kind of the Teaser is that we will be talking about how to synergize and be in a transparent, be in transparent, honest, loving relationships. And we'll also touch on career, you know, work in the world, calling, mission, purpose, that kind of thing. So that will be in our, uh, in our next episode. And we enthusiastically invite you to visit our podcast at totpodcast.net. that's our uh, podcast page and let us know your comments questions requests for future episode topics and any other feedback that you might have and so until next time remember to dance with your better half the one thing so that you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus